You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day and another week, so it's time for the opening. And this morning I'm speaking to Nick Kunza from Sanam Private Wealth. And Nick, I have to say it's a great day in the morning this morning because in the Netherlands at 11 o'clock today, which is in about uh, an hour's time, or less than an hour, actually 45 minutes, counting the minutes, the bars and restaurants of this fine city are opening again. And also it's a public holiday, so people are quite excited. And I have to say it's 25 degrees, the sun is shining, there's a light breeze to cool you down. I mean, <laughs> what more could you want? Oh, with that, you just painted that picture. I mean, what more could you ask for exactly? Exactly. The reason to be alive. Well, South Africa's not far behind. We are now officially the longest lockdown in the world at 67 days now. But a little bit of uh, light at the end of the tunnel. They're queuing outside the liquor stores and a, someone <laughs> sent a tweet out of, of Macro in Pretoria, Silver Lake, Pretoria, yes. where they, the queue is it's like something. It looks like they're voting for the first democratic elections. And this is probably just as important as their queue for their, their stock up of, of alcohol. It's like going out the car park. No, it's, 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 it's lovely. And everyone's dancing and singing. So I really do not want to know what the productivity level of South Africa is going to be like after midday today. So um, I can tell you exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly what it'll be. But no, it's, actually, it's actually quite exciting. But the, the interesting thing is that I, I sent a tweet out this morning. I don't think our leaders know what they're doing. For example, I moved from one studio to another this morning via the public transport system in the Netherlands, in Rotterdam. I got on the tram, and the tram <coughs> lady, the conductress, says you can't get on without a mask. And I said, but when did this happen? She said, well, you must read your newspapers or read your messages. For the last eight, nine weeks, I've been able to get on a tram or a train or a bus mm -hmm. or a metro without a mask. And suddenly today, on the day that they open up the bars and the restaurants, and it's a public holiday, and everyone's going to be going berserk, they make me wear a mask, but I'll be able to go into a bar without a mask. I think our leaders are completely, I don't say they're clueless, because they're obviously leaders for a reason, but I think they're confused. I think they're confused, and, and, and again, I've been sort of bleating on about this for a while, but I think there was a great sort of uh, universal plan of, of how to slow the, the pandemic crisis going in. I mean, that was, it seemed to be sort of a unified approach. You lock down, you try this, you flatten the curve, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But um, I think you're right. Exiting is a very different story, and it, and it doesn't seem to be a unified game plan of how to exit. Um, I mean, everyone's a coronavirus expert at, at the moment, um, but certainly getting some sort of uh, illustration from government. You, I mean, you've seen the sort of the flip-flopping we've had here with tobacco and different types of winter clothing, etc. It's it's almost like it's almost like the the the, the elected leaders. Um, I don't know. They seem to be fighting over the small print when when you just want a simple plan of how we go forward. But um, Anyway, they got they got the alcohol right because judging by the singing us by the different <laughs> liquor stores this morning, it's four degrees at Joburg in the morning, which uh, which people were prepared to uh, to brave to get their to get their bottle of, of tipple that they want. Yes, exactly. It's a sad uh, a sad state of affairs when you get excited about being able to buy mm. uh, a bottle of alcohol, and um, I'm sure it'll just be a two or three day thing, and everyone will go back to normality. Yeah, but is it? I think I think you're right, but isn't it a sense that maybe we're stepping towards normality at some point you know i, I think that's that i mean that's yeah. the bigger picture that we just may be getting a little bit back to some sense of normality anyway well so i don't think they can realize they can lock us down for much longer i don't know what the, what the answer is
No, I don't know either. And I don't know what the answer is in the United States, because this is the world's biggest economy, mm. the world's so-called greatest uh, democracy. And it seems to have um, gone a little bit awry over the last few days. In fact, six days and six nights. And I don't want to go into this too much. We'll talk about this with David Shapiro tomorrow when we have uh, the the three of us Mm. together. Uh, But what is your opinion on what's happening in the United States? Because I find it quite sinister. I I think this is this is a big story. I really really do. And and I actually made a note. on my morning meeting with with Sunnam, and I said I don't like talking about politics, but I think you can't ignore what's happening in America. Yes, uh, and maybe maybe the the weakness in the dollar that we've been talking about on your show for a couple of days now, maybe some of us contributing to the scenes that we're seeing. I mean, the scenes that we're seeing flashed on our screens of of the strikes and and, and um, the sort of well, I guess the rioting. Yes, um, it, it's difficult to ignore. It's very difficult to ignore. Um, and, I, you know, you, you almost get the feeling now that, uh, I mean, could this cost, I mean, I know you've been quite vocal, I mean, could this cost uh, Mr. Trump the election? Um, I mean, they're looking for a leader, uh, and if anything, he's not been a leader during this period, and he's been more and more divisive. And, I mean, you can't, you know, it, not even your harshest critics can blame uh, Donald Trump for the virus. I mean, that came out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, or for the, the the economic collapse that we've that we've seen now. But uh, but you can certainly, I guess, point to to how much Mr. Trump has made a bad situation so much worse. Um, he's very divisive. He's got a toxic sort of mix of, I don't know, Lindsay, weak moral leadership. He's racially divisive. He's he's vulgar in his rhetoric. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but. Certainly not pretty scenes over there. And I think this is going to play on the backdrop to, to what we see in the next couple of days. Um, I did make a comment. I'm not sure. You, I mean, now you follow um, sort of politics quite closely. Tomorrow is, I made a note, that it's actually what they call Super Tuesday. Okay. Um, what is that? What, is that, so that uh, is, results that, or is it economic data? No. So that is, that is <laughs> those are fans. Oh, of the, the, economic, the, yeah, the political things. Asia, Jack Bauer. Yeah. You know, that's the U.S. primaries and Super Tuesday. So tomorrow mm. you actually get um, elections are going to be held, well, primary elections anyway, uh, in the U.S. states of, of Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, Montana, New Mexico, and a couple of others. Uh, it has been postponed. It's normally in March for obvious yeah. reasons. But I think this could be quite interesting to see how those come in now because you might be starting to see a turning point with the U.S. elections during November. So stick that on, on your watch list tomorrow night, those, those super primaries that are out. Okay, Super Tuesday. Let's see what the reaction is because um, I think that if it, there were an election tomorrow, there would be a landslide. Actually, mm. you know what? if there were a, a viable candidate to rival Mr. Trump, I think there would be a landslide against Mr. Trump. But unfortunately, Sleepy Joe as uh, Donald mm. Trump characterises him as, uh, isn't really, I don't think he's a viable proposition. He's a nice chap and everything, but I, I, I don't know. I find it the whole thing. Anyway, let's not talk about politics. Let's talk about um, spot prices uh, today mm. and start with the currencies. It's a pretty quiet day. Uh, it's not a public holiday in South Africa, but it's a public holiday where I am at the moment, as I said earlier on and other countries in Europe as well. I've got the dollar round at 1754. I've got the British pound against um, yeah, the British pound against the rand at 2174 and the euro rand is 1951 with the euro dollar 111.25. I've got gold. Now this is yeah, this is quite telling I think. It's up $12 to 1742. The platinum price is up $5 to 844. Where's palladium please, Nick? 
That is up 1.1%, $21 to $19.70 at the moment. Okay, and the Brent crude oil price is uh, down two-thirds of a percent to $37.60. And WTI West Texas Intermediate crude is up, uh, sorry, down nearly 1%, or 33 cents per barrel to $35.16. So uh, that's having a little bit of a retreat. Suddenly, I've got the S&P futures, which were up this morning, down half a percent uh, to 3,027. I know it's a tiny increment, uh, but suddenly something's happened. What's happened? Yeah, I'm just scanning my screens screens now. I can't actually see anything. It's literally in the last five minutes has dropped from uh, 3052 to 3027. Iran, which you pointed out, was 1730. It was 1.1% stronger 10 minutes ago. Mm. It's just gone unchanged on this real sort of sudden knee-jerk risk-off. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll uh, explore that. Uh, you'll uh, you'll mm. scan your screen. Well, across my screen, I'll well, shout, yeah. But something definitely has happened in the last 10 minutes or so. Um, let's have a look at the Stock Exchange News Service. Anything out today on this uh, uh, June the 1st? I mean, it's June the 1st, yeah, and we were yeah. only one month away now from half a year gone. It just seems like Correct. yesterday that we were talking about March the 23rd and an apocalypse on the downside for the stock market. But now, all forgotten. For a while, yeah, it's 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 amazing how things have, have turned. I mean, yeah, as you said, twenty five trading days left to mark the end of the half year, uh, and what a what a bounce back has been for some. I mean, if you look at what what America's done, for example, I mean, for the month of uh, for the month of May, I mean, the Dow four point three percent gain, S and P was up four and a half, the Nasdaq I mean, that was up six point eight percent. Uh, I mean, quite extraordinary bounces on the month and uh, almost puts them back. I mean, the Nasdaq, not not only a couple of percent away from its all-time high again. I mean, really, that, I mean, that has been the story of the last sort of, uh, certainly the last month. Uh, whether or not that continues this month is, is yet to be seen. But um, that is, Lindsay, it's been a real, real bounce back for some counters. Yeah, it's been amazing. And long may it continue, um, mm. even if it's for the wrong reasons. I still want it to continue because um, mm. we need that strong round, I think. Um, stock exchange news service. Update. Yeah, there was Standard Bank out this morning with a set of trading updates. Uh, Standard Bank voluntary trading update and trading statement for the six months ended 30th of June. Uh, share price down 2.9%. What happened? Mm. Not great. Uh, the latest price, you must have a slightly delayed feed in your new yes, house because it's actually down 4% at the oh, moment. Dear. 97 <laughs> rand 42. There you go. Um, it's, yeah, they just, you know, nothing that you wouldn't have expected. I mean, it came out and said, earning, I mean, they're obligated, but earnings are going to deviate by more than 20% within a South African listed company. You, of course, have to notify via SENS and notify your shareholders, which is, which is uh, what's up. Uh, Standard Bank has done this morning. I guess the one that caught me a little bit off guard is the fact that they're also going to cancel or hold back their dividend, which I find very surprising because they go on to one stand to say how they're well capitalized, their balance sheets remain strong, their capital ratios are good, etc., etc. Yeah. So, what's their excuse? Um, there's an excuse. I mean, I'm waiting for the, there's a conference call later on. I wait to hear on that. I guess you know they're taking guidance from the South African Reserve Bank. But you know, back at the you know a month or two ago, when the Reserve Bank came out with inverted commas that guidance, uh, they all came out and said we have a legal obligation to pay dividends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, this morning they're throwing that out of the water. And I guess if anything makes me a little bit nervous for, as a South African investor, it's, it's it's this news this morning. You know, it's with with even though Standard Bank is down, I mean, forty two percent year to date. You got to think about how much is in the price. The way the way they are indicating 
there might be more bad news to come. And, and, and I would certainly have a little bit of caution this morning within the South African space. Okay, that's good. Um, what else have I got here? There was something I wanted to look at. Sun International Limited, Sun Dreams SA, quarterly financial reporting, share price up nearly 18%. What is that? Is that just something, just a, a finger fault or what? Sun International Limited, share price up 18%. Sun International Limited, share price, let's see where we are. Oh, it, yeah, you're right, 17 percent Yeah, no, I mean... What is that? Well, the, I mean, the news service, that's just a quarterly financial report, nothing untoward. I mean, look, the stock is down 78% even after today's move year today, so maybe it's a little bit of bottom picking. I don't know. I, didn't, uh, I can't see any news out. Um, I'll tell you what we did. Remember, do you remember on, uh, on, on Friday we were chatting about those ad deletes? Yes. Um, off the and we said keep an eye on this morning and to see what happens on the open. I mean, Telcom was was one of them. Uh, let's see where Telcom is. Do you remember the was it Telcom? Yeah, it was down? Telcom. It was TFG. It was yeah. um, it was Fortress A. Uh, a couple of the I, I, I sort of remember the five, but the five populated the five down moves on the day because of the MSI re, MSCI rebalancing. Correct. So just to give you an example, uh, Telcom, which was down, we said we would, in our fictional portfolio, oh, right. we would add, we, we would we would basically buy in the auction. So Telcom, which was down 6% in the, by the close on Friday, this morning is up 5.6%. There you go. Uh, Liberty Holdings was down 6%. It's currently up 1%. Investec, which was down limited, which was down 11%, is currently up. Two percent. It was up nine percent on the open. Wow. Um, Fortress A's those were down three and a half percent. Currently up half uh, a percent. Redefine, which was down seven um, percent, is up one percent. And then Fushini's that was down ten percent on Friday is currently up two and a half percent this morning. So. So let's, let's cash see. in we'll, we'll and just we'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's close the hedge fund and distribute well, the dividends. This game is too easy. Yeah. Yeah, so, such <laughs> no, an easy we'll business as we'll financial services uh, malarkey. Anyway, nah, that's uh, easy gamers. Yeah, please. Yeah, bunch of deadbeats you are. Let's have a look at the um, top five major movers on the upside today. I've got Harmony. and Let me just scroll down. Harmony is up for 5.2%. Uh, Sibania Stillwater up 5.1%. Telcom, uh, around about a 5% winner at the moment. Trueworths is up 4%. Netcare is a 5% loser. Textana down 4.8%. RCL Foods down 42 Life Healthcare down 42 And Standard Bank, 3.1%. Anything in the diary this morning? Uh, no. It's actually quite a, quite a quiet day. But we do have quite a busy week, funny enough. I mean, yes. this week we've got, uh, we've got some ADP numbers. We've got, uh, of course, one for me is obviously on Friday because it's Jobs Friday. Once a- so it's non-farm payrolls due. Um, that is going to be the, the key one to watch this week. Uh, we're expecting, I mean, a frightening number. We're expecting 9 million jobs to be lost in the month of May. That's after losing 20 million in April. And of course, keep an eye out, everyone, for unemployment rate expected to be close to 19.6% in America, wow. which would make it the worst, the worst uh, in, in living memory and probably more than living memory. Uh, but in South Africa, you know, later on today, we've got some Epsom manufacturing, the PMI numbers. That's quite a big one. It's quite a market mover. That's a little bit later on today. Uh, we also have some new vehicle sales out of South Africa. But also on a Friday, we have the Reserve Bank going to be updating on their net uh, reserves and balance sheets. And a lot of people talking about um, 
keeping an eye on that balance sheet position that gets released on Friday because we know that the South African Reserve Bank has been quite active uh, in the South African government bond market, you know, having some purchases. In fact, at last count, they purchased more than 11 billion rand in the month of April. So uh, that'd be quite interesting too. So it might be a bit of a just Monday, but it certainly hots up as we get closer towards the end of the week. Okay. Nick, thanks so much. So um, it's a slightly late opening this morning because of various logistical reasons that need not detain us. But uh, after an hour and a half of trading, what are the major indexes doing? After an hour and a half of trading, it's a little bit in the green, but we've come off the highs. Uh, the JSC all seven the number, up 0.84%. The top 40 is currently up also 0.83%. Uh, if we look at the individual indices, we have utilities uh, higher by 5%, technology shares 2.5% higher, uh, telecommunication services like so telecom, uh, that index up 0.82%. And on the downside, a bit of a lag is today. Industrials down 02 Financials a bit led lower by that trading update from Standard Bank. That's down 1%. And healthcare is also lower by 1.25%. Nick, thanks so much for your time. We'll speak again for the 5 o'clock shadow just after 5 o'clock. Uh, that was the opening. And Nick Kunzer is from Sandland Private Wealth. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.